Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is the Gospel lesson, John chapter 1, verses 43 through 51. And we read these words again in the name of our Lord. The next day, Jesus wanted to leave for Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We've found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Come and see, Philip told him. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said about him, Truly, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, How do you know me? Jesus answered, Before Philip called you, while you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus replied, You believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. Then he added, Amen, I tell you. You will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. These are the words of our text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In Jesus the Christ, dear fellow redeemed, experience has taught me that I have to receive the written invitation. As a pastor performing weddings, you can imagine that I get invited to the ceremony and often to the reception. When I first became a pastor, I would often just rely on the verbal invitation. At times that led to confusion. In fact, one couple changed the time of the ceremony without letting me know. And then at another time, I brought my family not realizing that the invitation was just for Katie and myself. The host was very gracious and they accommodated us, but I felt a little embarrassed. Experiences taught me that I have to have the written invitation. I need to know exactly when the service is going to be. And if I'm invited to the reception, I need to know when and where it is. But most importantly, I know, need to know who is invited. In our text today, there are two explicit invitations. One from Jesus to Philip, and then another from Philip to Nathaniel. But there are also two implicit invitations in our text. Come and see Jesus is an invitation for you and an invitation 
for others. There's lots of movement in our text. It begins by telling us the next day Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. Jesus was going to travel. So he went and he found Philip, invited Philip to follow him, invited Philip to journey with him. Philip then went and found Nathanael and invited him to come and see Jesus. Lots of movement. Not just of the body, but also of the soul. The invitations of our text are really invitations to a spiritual journey. When Philip heard, follow me, he understood that that was a spiritual journey that Jesus was inviting him upon. Likewise, when Philip said to Nathaniel, come and see, Nathaniel knew that was a spiritual journey. So the invitation is to travel spiritually. In our text, the disciples are beginning their spiritual travel with Jesus as his disciples, as his followers. But their spiritual journey had started before that. It's evident from John chapter 1 that Philip and Nathaniel are both disciples of John the baptizer. When it says the next day, John was referring to the events of the previous day. In that day, Jesus spent it with Andrew and the nameless disciple whom we assume is John who became the apostle. So we have all these connections. We have Andrew and Simon as brothers. We have Andrew and Simon as members of the hometown Bethsaida where Philip was. And we have John who is a fellow fisherman with Simon. And now we have Nathaniel, so at least five disciples. All of them would disciples of John the baptizer. Their spiritual journey had begun with hearing John the baptizer prepare them for the coming of the Christ. John had told them, repent, turn from your sins. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. The one who is greater than me is coming. And so they had repented of their sins. They were even eagerly looking forward to the Messiah to be revealed. And they were practicing their faith. So this invitation was an invitation to continue their spiritual journey to continue it with Jesus the Messiah. When Nathaniel was under the fig tree, most commentators believe that he was under there reading God's word and praying. It was the practice of religious teachers of the day to encourage their students to have time alone in God's word and to pray. 
Nathaniel was living out his faith as he waited for Jesus to be revealed. Philip came to him and said, We've found the one Moses wrote about and whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Philip went to him probably because he knew Nathanael was eagerly waiting for the Christ to be revealed. What was Nathanael's response? It was skepticism. Now, it wasn't skepticism about Nathanael's need for a savior. And it wasn't skepticism about God sending a savior. It was skepticism about if Jesus was the Savior. And so Nathaniel went. He didn't let his skepticism stop him from pursuing his spiritual journey to see if Jesus was the one. As Nathaniel approached Jesus... Jesus convinced him that he knew him, that he was the Son of God and therefore the Savior of the world. He revealed that he knew Nathanael's character. Here is a true Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And then when Nathanael questioned him about how he knew him, he said, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I wonder if Psalm 139 came to Nathanael's mind. Lord, you have investigated me. You know. You know when I sit down and when I get up. You understand my thoughts from far off. You keep track of when I travel and when I stay. You are familiar with all my ways. Before there is a word on my tongue, you, Lord, already know it completely. By revealing his intimate knowledge of Nathaniel, Nathaniel was convinced this is God in the flesh. This is the King of Israel, the Messiah, the Savior. His spiritual journey had taken a huge leap forward. And he took up that invitation to follow Jesus. Where would Jesus lead the disciples? He would lead them to Galilee to see his first miracle performed at Cana. Eventually, he would lead them all the way to Jerusalem after about three years of instruction. They would see him suffer and die in payment for their sins. Then on the third day after his death, they beheld the empty tomb and then that evening, they themselves saw the resurrected Lord. Then on the 40th day, they saw him ascend into heaven. 
their spiritual journey continued until they saw and believed that Jesus was the Christ and that he had conquered all things and was now reigning in heaven forever, guaranteeing their forgiveness and ultimately their ascension into heaven too. Their spiritual journey was finally complete when they breathed their last and entered heaven. All of that is wrapped up in that invitation, follow me, come and see Jesus. And that invitation is for you today too. Because Jesus is not just the Savior of the disciples. He's the Savior of the world. And so you have a spiritual journey before you. This text, with regards to your spiritual journey, offers both a rebuke and an encouragement. If you acknowledge that you are on a spiritual journey, then you must be moving. You must be traveling from somewhere to to somewhere. If you're standing still, you're not on a journey. And so the rebuke in this text is to be traveling spiritually, to be growing in your faith, to be practicing your faith, to be studying the Scriptures just like Nathaniel was. The encouragement is that if you are on that spiritual journey, if you are practicing your faith, reading the Scriptures, delving into all that God has revealed, then be encouraged because God is going to bless that study. He will reveal to you the Savior. He will reveal to you His will for your life. He will show you that as you travel from here to the grave, He is watching over you, knows you intimately, and will get you safely to heaven. So be encouraged. Your study of the Scriptures will be blessed. It will be rewarded. You too can follow Jesus. So the invitation is for you. But the invitation is also for others. We don't have any recorded of command given to Philip by Jesus to go and find someone. Our text simply tells us Jesus invited him, follow me. Then Philip went and found Nathanael and invited him to come and see Jesus. It seems that Philip was so excited that he had found the one that Moses wrote about the one that John the baptizer had been pointing to, that he couldn't help but go and find someone. 
Someone who was looking and needing the same thing. There was an excitement attached to his faith. We are often excited about good news and can't wait to be able to tell those who are close to us and dear to us. I know that when I come home, if the kids have something that they're excited about, I often can't even get my coat off before they're telling me, come and see. Maybe they've worked hard on cleaning their room. Maybe they've had an art project or build a snow fort, whatever it is. Their excitement bubbles over. How excited are you about your faith? How excited are you that you've found Jesus? You've found your Savior and the Savior of the world. And if you're not excited, what does that mean? Does it mean that you once again need to follow your Savior? To travel with Him through the Scriptures and to sit at the foot of the cross and see Him loving you and dying there for your sins? Do you need to go again once to, more to the empty tomb and see that it's, it's empty, He is risen, and that that means your sins are forgiven? We have something to be extremely excited about. God loves us and we are his people. We are the redeemed. And the natural response to that excitement should be to tell others. So are you telling others? And if not, why? If you're excited about your faith, then are you afraid? Many people express fear when it comes to opening up and sharing their faith with others. They're afraid that they'll lose that relationship. They're afraid that they'll be persecuted. They're afraid of many things. Should the Christian be afraid? God is our friend. God has promised to protect us. God has promised to be with us. So what can man really do to us? We shouldn't be afraid about sharing our faith. No, we should, in excitement, risk it. Take the risk to tell someone else about Jesus. The other thing that will often cause people not to speak about their faith is this sense of inadequacy. So they're, they're concerned that they won't say the right thing at the right time or they won't be able to give the, the full answer to a question. They'll let the person down in some way. Well, if that is your concern, 
there's a solution. Training and study. You can, you can grow in your understanding of your scriptures. You can grow in your knowledge of the scriptures. You can become more and more equipped to share your faith with others. To say you're afraid or that you're inadequate, they're not valid excuses. There are solutions. Trust that God is with you and train in His Word. And if you need help, get it. Seek out the people who can equip you so that you can share your faith with others. It would be a true tragedy if fear and the sense of inadequacy put a lid on your excitement about Jesus the Savior. But let's face it. Often, inviting others to come and see Jesus is the simplest way to share your faith. Doesn't have to be complex. Just tell them what Jesus means to you. That he's your savior. That he died on the cross so that you could live with him forever in heaven. That he's promised that he's going to be with you throughout life's difficulties and turn them for your good. You can Share your excitement with Jesus or about Jesus with others. Simply invite them. Come and see. So where are you on your spiritual journey? These invitations, they're all about movement. Follow me. Come and see. Jesus is inviting you to keep moving on your spiritual journey until you finally with him in heaven come and see jesus to him be the glory now and forever amen please stand for the blessing and now may the peace of god which transcends all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in christ jesus until life everlasting. Amen.